and welcome to the week in review for the week of December 24. In the news, Yerevan has a new mayor after the city council impeached former mayor Haik Marutian. 10 POWs return to Armenia through EU mediation and Armenia appoints a special envoy to start dialogue with Turkey. Yerevan Mayor Haik Marutian was impeached on December 22 and My Step Alliance member and Deputy Mayor Hrachia Sarkisian was appointed as Yerevan's new mayor. Last Friday, the My Step faction of the Yerevan City Council started a motion to impeach Haik Marutian. As clarified by Civil Contract Party board member Arsen Torosian, the reason for the decision was that Marutian had broken his ties with the ruling party while the position of the mayor of Yerevan is a political one. The newly elected mayor Hrachia Sarkisian is not part of the civil contract party either, however. In his speech, Haik Marutian stated that he had broken ties with the civil contract party because he saw that the party had abandoned its revolutionary ideas. He added that after being elected as mayor in 2018, he received calls from different officials asking for favors. Marutian noted that he had thought that the revolution happened to abolish such behavior. The next day, Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan received Hrachia Sarkisian, the new mayor. Pashinyan said that since the mayor of Yerevan is elected indirectly, that is, by members of the force that has the city council majority, collaboration becomes impossible if the elected mayor is not in line with the ruling majority. Following Mautian's impeachment, several city council members have put down their mandates. The situation has also been tense in Armavir, uh, in the town of Parakar. The town has two elected mayors currently. After the December 5 elections, the Country to Left Party, led by former Minister of Labor and Social Affairs Manetandilian, that received the majority of the votes with 48.9%, and the ruling civil contract party that came in second went 27.5% of the votes, and the David Minasian alliance that was in third place with 23 0.5% of the votes are fighting for the position of the mayor. The David Minasian alliance was formed around the former mayor David Minasian and most of the members of the alliance are from the Citizens' Decision Social Democratic Party. 21 members were elected to the city council, 10 represent the winning party, 6 are from civil contract party and 5 from the David Minasian alliance. Each of the three parties had to nominate their own candidate. The city council session, during which the city council members were to elect the mayor took place on December 21 and was led by the oldest member of the city council who announced that the candidates must be submitted in written form. The civil contract and David Minasian factions asked for a recess to arrange the necessary papers, although they claimed that it was not required by law to submit a written nomination. The members of the Country to Live Party claimed that they waited five minutes extra for the other faction members to return to the session, but since they didn't return in time, the session proceeded without them, and the ten members of the winning faction elected their candidate. Later, the David Minasian Alliance members and civil contract faction members also held their own vote uh, and elected David Minasian as mayor of Parakar. As a result, Salodia Grigorian from the Country to Live party and David Minasian were both elected as mayors by 10 and 11 votes consequently. The David Minasian Alliance inaugurated their candidate at 10 a.m. on December 23, and Valodia Grigorian's inauguration was supposed to take place at noon the same day, but the police forces denied the, his entrance to the municipality building, and his inauguration was eventually held outside. The David Minasian Alliance 
has filed a lawsuit regarding the issue, while the Country to Live Party announced today that it will apply for an investigation to bring charges against the 11 city council members for illegally electing a mayor. Well, uh, in other news, over the weekend, 10 POWs were returned to Armenia through the mediation of Charles Michel, the president of the European Council, and as a result of the trilateral and bilateral meetings that took place between Charles Michel, Nikol Pashinyan, and Ilham Aliyev in Brussels on December 14 and 15. The 10 Armenian servicemen were captured following the November 16 Azerbaijani offensive against Armenia's eastern borders in Sunik. The POWs were escorted by the EU Special Representative to South Caucasus, Tovio Klar. French President Emmanuel Macron, Charles Michel, Tovio Klar, and spokesperson of the U.S. State Department, Ned Price, welcomed the move by Azerbaijan to return the Armenian POWs. Ned Price called on the immediate release of all the remaining detainees. And speaking about the Armenian POWs and detainees held in Azerbaijan, human rights lawyer Siranur Sahakian told reporters on December 20 that as long as there are confirmed POWs in Azerbaijan, there will be a process that aims for their return. She stated that at this stage there are 50 confirmed and up to 80 unconfirmed Armenian POWs and detainees in Azerbaijan. And also over the weekend, Armenian border guards detained two Azerbaijani servicemen who were later returned to Azerbaijan as a humanitarian gesture and through the mediation of the Russian peacekeeping mission. The circumstances under which the Azerbaijani servicemen were detained were not made public. Deputy Parliament Speaker Ruben Rubinian has been appointed as Armenia's special envoy to start dialogue with Turkey around the normalization of Armenia-Turkey relations. Last week, we reported that Armenia and Turkey had agreed to appoint special envoys to start dialogue and that Turkey would be represented by career diplomat Sardar Kilik, who has over 30 years of diplomatic experience. He formerly served as Turkey's ambassador to the United States and actively participated in Turkish lobbying against the recognition of the Armenian genocide. Civil society representatives in Armenia called on the government to consult with former and current diplomats and experts and to form a strong expert team around Ruben Rubinian as he is inexperienced and will be facing a heavy weight in his field. And in light of this, Turkey said it will resume flights to Armenia in the coming days after a two and a half year break. The flights will be carried out by Pegasus Airlines before the outbreak break of the pandemic regular flights between Istanbul and Yerevan were conducted by the Atlas Airlines. And in other news, on December 20, Nikol Pashinyan headed an Armenian delegation to Georgia to participate in the session of the Intergovernmental Commission on Economic Cooperation between Armenia and Georgia. Prior to the start of the session, Pashinyan met with his Georgian counterpart, Irakli Gharibashvili. During their meeting, Pashinyan and Gharibashvili expressed confidence that there is a great potential to expand the economic ties between the two countries, stating that efforts must be made to effectively exercise that potential. The officials also discussed the developments in the South Caucasus, as well as other issues of mutual interests. 
In his speech during the Intergovernmental Commission session, Pashinyan stated that relations with Georgia are a priority for Armenia and that all necessary preconditions are there to further develop these relations. Pashinyan also stated that there is still room for the improvement of trade capacity between the two countries. He also stated that economic relations between the two countries will develop further after regional communication routes are unblocked and projects linking the Persian Gulf to the Black Sea are completed. He noted that currently two routes are being discussed. One is a railroad and the other one is a motorway. Pashinyan also said that after the meetings with Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev in Sochi and Brussels, it may be possible to restore the motorway connection between Armenia and Azerbaijan. In his speech, Pashinyan also spoke about the potential of developing Armenia-Georgia relations in the fields of energy, education, and culture, as well as tourism. The Armenian government estimates that the construction of the Armenian part of the Yerasch, Julfa, Ordubat, Meghri, and Horadis railway will cost around 200 million U.S. dollars. The 45-kilometer-long railroad will pass through Meghri. Armenia's Deputy Prime Minister Meher Grigorian told the Russian TASS agency that the construction of the railroad will take up to three years. However, he did not specify when the construction will start. On the other hand, Ilham Aliyev has already announced that Azerbaijan is planning to finish the construction of the Azerbaijani part of the railroad by 2023. Construction on the Horadis Armia border, the 100-kilometer railroad started in Azerbaijan in February of this year. And this week, Yerevan hosted the 20th session of the Armenian-Russian Intergovernmental Commission on Economic Cooperation, which was chaired by the Deputy Prime Ministers of Armenia and Russia, Meher Grigorian and Alexei Overchuk. During the session, issues related to the development of commercial ties, transport, energy, high technologies, healthcare, education, and other fields of mutual interest were discussed. Within the framework of the visit, Alexei Overchuk also met with Prime Minister Pashinyan. Pashinyan and Overchuk discussed Armenia-Russia cooperation and economic ties and the 2021 bilateral trade turnover. The sides also touched upon the prospects of restoring the transportation communications in the South Caucasus and the activity of the Armenia-Russia-Azerbaijan working group led by the deputy prime ministers. And in other news, the preliminary investigation of the illegal appropriation of the AUX building, and this is the uh, Soviet Armenian uh, Organization for Cooperation with Foreign Countries, which was the equivalent of a foreign ministry in Soviet Armenia. This building is in Yerevan Center on Abovian uh, Street and is considered a cultural heritage site. Armenia's former Minister of Culture, Hasmik Bogosian, and Armenia's former Ambassador to Israel, Armen Sambatian, are both involved in the case and face criminal charges. Hasmik Bogosian and Armen Sambatian are accused of illegally appropriating the building, then selling it to an offshore company belonging to Borosian's daughter-in-law in the British Virgin Islands for 550,000 uh, US dollars. The criminal investigation concerning the case was launched last year. Armen Sabatian has since been released on bail. Uh, he had to pay 
20 million Armenian drums. Hasmik Pogosyan is in Russia, however, and according to her lawyer, she is undergoing treatment there. There is an arrest warrant for her since December. Armen Sambatyan's and Hasmik Pogosyan's lawyers denied the charges. They claimed that the money was needed to restore the building and uh, no illegal acts were committed in the process. CSTO Secretary General Stanislav Zaz was also in Yerevan this week during his meeting with Prime Minister Pashinyan. Zaz announced that in the coming year, the CSTO member states are ready to work on the priority issues of Armenia. Zaz did not specify what those issues were, but he stated that CSTO's action plan for next year is ready. Armenia will be chairing the security organization this year. And prior to his trip to Armenia, Stanislav Zaz gave an interview to Armen Press, stating that CSTO supports resolving the conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan through political diplomatic means. Uh, and Zaz also met with Armenia Security Council Secretary Armen Grigorian and Defense Minister Suren Babikyan. The conditions for starting the demarcation and the delimitation process between Armenia and Azerbaijan and the programs to be implementing during Armenia's chairmanship of the CSTO were discussed, among other issues. And French presidential candidate Valérie Pécresse visited Armenia and Artsakh this week. Uh, Pécresse promised to increase France's involvement in the region if she is elected president. During her visit to Arsakh, she met with local politicians. In Armenia, she was also received by President Armen Sarkisyan and Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan. Valery Pekres discussed the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict during her meetings with both Armenian officials. Presidential elections are scheduled in France in April next year, and Valery Pekres is one of the leading candidates. And in other news, Armenia's candidate Malena won this year's Junior Eurovision Song Contest with her song Kami. Kami. Next year, Armenia will be hosting the song contest. This is Armenia's second victory in the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Armenia first won in 2010 with the song Mama performed by Vladimir Arzumanian. And now to the latest COVID updates. Daily infection rates remain low in Armenia for the time being, with also a significant fall in daily deaths. 54 people died of COVID this week, compared to last week's 118 deaths. Armenia has also acquired an additional 200,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Over 21% of the population is currently fully vaccinated, and more than 270 people have already received a third booster shot. This week, the Ministry of Health also published statistics regarding vaccination rates in the region. Yerevan is leading with 43.9%. The lowest numbers in Armenia are in Davos, Tunic, and Lori, with around 31 to 36% of the population there having been vaccinated. And that was all for this year. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back with you again next year. Thank you.